You're listening to BGN Radio with Brandon Lee Gowton and Jimmy Kemsky. going on everybody this is bgn radio episode number 341 no brandon galton today he has a personal matter to attend to so if you're uh, into listening to some dude just talk by himself for a half an hour or longer then boy is this a podcast for you i'm jimmy kemsky from phillyvoice.com and this episode is brought to you by righteous felon craft jerky I can't tell you if the discount code uh, that currently works is, I don't know if it's BGN20 or BGN15. BGN20 will get you 20% off of Righteous Felon Craft Jerky. That one works. God bless. If it doesn't, try BGN15. That'll get you 15% off. And then while you're at it, wash down that delicious beef jerky with Wrong Crowd Beer from wrongcrowdbeer.com. You can order up some beers there. Wrong Crowd Beer uh, recently just released the Quarterback Factory. It's an IPA. Uh, visit them in Westchester if you're in the area there. Uh, Wrong Crowd Beer Brewery? Uh, brewing? I don't know. It's a good restaurant. They, got, they have good food. A lot of beer options to choose from. Uh, but yeah, you can order that up online or wherever you buy your beer. If they don't have Wrong crowd beer wherever you buy your beer. You know, just be like, yo, dude, where's the wrong crowd beer? Need some of that stuff. All right. Uh, got a preseason game to get to uh, first. Four things really stood out to me there. Uh, first of all, Marcus Mariota was obviously very bad uh, in that game. Completed nine of 17 passes for 85 yards. No touchdowns. One interception. QB rating of 42.5. He was also sacked three times. I thought his performance actually was worse, even than those stats uh, would indicate, just wildly off target on uh, a lot of his passes. And more alarmingly, he's high on these passes. I think he actually throws a decent enough deep ball like down the field when he puts some air under it. But any other time he's trying to fit passes in, you know, put, put a little something on him, to the intermediate parts of the field and the deeper parts of the field, they just sail on him. And that's what happened uh, in that preseason game. He sailed one over the head. I think it was of Grant Calcaterra, got intercepted by a Browns defender. He's played alarmingly bad in these first two preseason games. And um, at times he's been really bad in training camp practices. At times he's been fine. But the Eagles have to be worried about what they've seen from him so far. I don't see how they couldn't be. And then conversely, Tanner McKee was entered this training camp in a sort of a camp battle for the number three quarterback job with Ian Book. He blew Ian Book away uh, pretty definitively. Uh, Tanner McKee is obviously going to be on the roster. And for the second straight game, he was dealing. So he went uh, 10 for 18 for 147 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, which are good numbers. But unlike Mariota, <laughs> I thought he actually looked better. Uh, than what the numbers would indicate. Just was really aggressive and accurate throwing the ball down the field. Uh, really has indisputably been better than Marcus Mariota so far, uh, both in, in training camp practices, in my opinion. He hasn't gotten anywhere near as many reps as, as Mariota has in training camp practices, but uh, very clearly has been better 
in the two preseason games and not even close. Uh, a lot of injuries to to go through from uh, that second preseason game against the Browns. Uh, Nolan Smith injured his shoulder, looked like on a pass rush, stayed in the game. Uh, on the next play, it was like on the punt return unit. I don't know why he would you – know, most players would be happy to come off the field if they're hurt uh, on the punt coverage team or the punt, excuse me, the punt return team. But he stayed out there. Um, uh, uh, he wound up on the on the next series, stayed in the game. I guess he didn't tell anyone that he was hurt, stayed in the game, uh, injured it further when he collided with a teammate while chasing down. Uh, I guess it was like a jet sweep or some kind of rounds reverse. So, you know, it's admirable that he wants to stay on the field, but preseason, if you're hurt, just say something to somebody. Uh, he missed practice uh, today here. Uh, I'm recording this, by the way, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, after the Eagles' 13th training camp at practice. Uh, Alameda Zacchaeus injured his shoulder, didn't return. He was back at practice today. Zach McPherson, lower right leg injury during the game, was later announced to be an Achilles tear. Um, he's done for the season. They waived him on Saturday. What a, Waived injured him on Saturday. He'll revert to the Eagles' injured reserve list if he is not uh, claimed on waivers, which spoiler, he won't be. Uh, Tyree Cleveland suffered a scary injury, landed on his neck, went up high for a pass, landed on his, on his, sort of his head and his neck, put on a back stabilizer board, board carted off. Um, Eagles later said that he had movement in all of the extremities, all of his extremities, diagnosed with a concussion and a neck strain. He was cut, you know, excuse me, waived, injured. He'll revert to Eagles, uh, injury reserve. Moro Jomo suffered a, uh, an injury in the fourth quarter. Uh, again, put on a board, carted off, just like Tyree Cleveland, diagnosed with a concussion. He did not practice today. And finally, Josh Andrews in, injured his shoulder, didn't return. He was at practice today. And then I guess the final thing that I would note from that first preseason game, or excuse me, the, the preseason game against the Browns, was N'Kobe Dean had uh, you know a late hit on, man, who's the quarterback? Kellen Mond, it uh, doesn't matter. Uh, quarterback slid, and he, I guess, it was a little more bang bang than it looked like initially. Um, not a terrible penalty, but he, you know, he hit the quarterback pretty hard while he was sliding. Got flagged for that. You know, quick, you know, short memory. I think I'm not sure if it was. The, I think it was the next play. Just diagnosed a run very quickly, hit the gap, forced the fumble. Eagles recover. Big play by Nicobe Dean. Didn't play, of course, in the first preseason game. Played in preseason game number two. I think Eagles fans really needed to see that from Nicobe Dean. Now, obviously, the Eagles linebacker situation is the most perilous position uh, on the roster, but it was good to see you know, Nicobe Dean make a play, maybe put some uh, put some minds at ease, both among the fan base and uh, the Eagles coaching staff. Uh, Zach Cunningham. And uh, Christian Ellis got some reps, uh, you know, at linebacker opposite Dean. I think it's pretty much down to just those two guys uh, going forward for the starting spot opposite Nicobe Dean. But again, Dean, um, you know, really made a nice play on that forced fumble. Also had a good day of practice today, by the way, too. Um, in coverage, in particular, had a he had a, a pass breakup on a bubble screen, and then later in practice, the Eagles were in man coverage. Uh, Kenny Gainwell was out on the edge by the sideline, and he ran a go route. Nicobe Dean ran stride for stride with him down the field. I, I think it was Jalen Hurts in the game at that point. Whoever, whoever the quarterback was looked that way, uh, saw that 
Dean had him covered and went to his next read. So they were looking at that, but uh, Dean had good coverage, and uh, they, they, uh, the quarterback didn't throw that way. Thought today, play of the day, was made by Darius Slay. Deflected uh, John Hurts' pass that was intended for Devontae Smith. The ball hit Smith's hands, kind of shot up in the air. Slay stayed with the ball, chased it down, made the catch, toe-tapped uh, along the sideline for the interception. Really, really nice play. James Bradbury had an interception. This was off of Mariota. Mariota just kind of can, continues to struggle here. Threw it right to Bradbury. Um, Mariota did, by the way, at least connect with uh, uh, on a deep ball down the middle of the field to Devin Allen. Looked like a busted coverage. He was wide open. Still throws on target. Probably the first notable thing that Devin Allen has done really all summer. Uh, but, you know, Mariota had some, you know, some good, some bad. But again, the, the, the interception of James Bradford is not a very good throw. Um, Brian Johnson, the Eagles offensive coordinator, of course, was asked uh, before practice by me, by the way, um, is there a quarterback competition? Is there a competition for the number two quarterback job? And Brian Johnson very succinctly responded that while the Eagles are happy with the progress that Tanner McKee has made, the number two job is Mariota's. So um, they don't really see that as a quarterback competition. Maybe they should. Very clearly, McKee's been better. I think if, you know, Mariota, if Mariota does play in this third preseason game and he's bad again and McKee plays again and he's really good, I think you kind of have to consider it. But uh, obviously they're paying Marcus Mariota a lot more than they're paying Tanner McKee. They want to see that work out. Marcus Mariota obviously has, obviously has way more experience. I don't know how you sort of uh, look at the way McKee has played mostly in the second half of these games. So he's going up against, you know, opposing defenses uh, in a third-team defense. But for me, that doesn't really matter. Like, all of his passes have been really just on target. Uh, the timing's been there with him and his receivers. You know, on the one hand, he's playing against third stringers, but he's also playing with third stringers as well. And he's just looked really good. So, you know, while it may not be a competition in the Eagles' minds right now, they got to see Mariota turn it around at some point. They have three weeks until the uh, the Eagles' first, you know, their their week one game uh, against the New England Patriots. And, it, you know, it, he's got to be better is, is really the bottom line. Um, Josh Sweat, active day, had a sack, also broke up a pass over the middle intended for Grant Calcaterra. We've seen actually, this, this has been sort of a, a story that has sort of been untold, I think, so far during training camp. It was a big theme in the early part of training camp last year, which was edge rushers dropping in the coverage. So they did a little, they did a, quite a bit of it, like the first practice or two last year uh, under Jonathan Gannon with, his, with guys like Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat. And like there was sort of a, uh, a lot of backlash against that. But we've actually seen quite a bit of that throughout camp this year. Um, and I think they, they've all looked fine dropping into coverage. But uh, the question is, how often do you want, well, first of all, an elite edge rusher like Hassan Reddick dropping into coverage and then, you know, Pro Bowl-worthy type of player and Josh Sweat dropping into coverage. I think, obviously, you want those guys rushing the passer. Uh, but if they do have to drop on occasion, uh, I don't think either of them have, have looked overwhelmed. Mentioned Zach Cunningham uh, from the game. Got a bunch of first-team reps today. Again, I think it's just down to him and Christian Ellis. 
Uh, I'd probably give a slight edge right now to Cunningham because of the experience that he has uh, playing alongside Dean, of course, who has very little NFL experience, just 34 snaps played during the regular season last year. One guy that I've really just enjoyed watching throughout practice this summer is Nolan Smith. And he actually didn't practice today, but they're running a special teams drill, like a punt drill. And his job on the punt team is on, is on the edge where he's basically protecting the edge. And he's, so he's doing like offensive tackle type kick slides. He's practicing this like while they're doing the rep as if he, you know, as if he's protecting the edge on the punt coverage team. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a guy, much less a rookie, who's not practicing that day with an injury, taking mental reps on it. Like nobody's telling him to do this, taking mental reps on his own during a special, like maybe like during the regular, like in the regular defense or the regular offense, you'll see guys take mental reps, but on special teams drill, it's just crazy how much of this guy, you know, seems to really love football. And, uh, you know, we noted earlier, of course, that he, you know, got hurt on the pass rush and didn't want to come out of the game so that he could play on the punt return team. It's not like it's the punt returner. He's just the guy blocking out there, but he didn't want to come out of the game. So I admire that. Um, Dallas Goddard for like the, what, what practice is this? 13th, 13th practice of, uh, of camp <laughs> made a lot of catches as usual. Um, pretty much been uncoverable throughout training camp. I think I've sort of alluded to giants training camp where, there's just constant news coming out of that camp about how uncoverable Darren Waller is. And I don't think you hear as much about Dallas Goddard because a, the Eagles have AJ Brown and Devontae Smith also making plays regularly in practice. Whereas the giants probably don't have, you know, their receivers making a lot of plays in practice. And then also, you know, as you know, Eagles reporters covering the team, um, Dallas Goddard's been here a long time now. We're used to seeing him making plays in practice, whereas Darren Waller's kind of new uh, to the Giants. So you, I think he's kind of been a focus of, of the reporters covering that team. Um, but it's worth noting, in my opinion, that Dallas Goddard's been totally uncoverable throughout camp. And I think if it were a similar situation as Waller, uh, you know, up in, in North Jersey, he'd be getting probably as as much attention during this camp as any other player because that's just how good he's been. Uh, before practice, the Eagles announced a bunch of cuts. So they cut Ty Zentner, of course, the punter who was challenging Aaron Sipas for the Eagles' starting punting job. Zentner stunk in the, uh, in the last preseason. I mean, he's been bad all camp, really, but he really stunk in the uh, preseason game against the Browns. Had five punts. All five of them were in open field punting situations, meaning he's trying to blast it off for distance and hang time. And he averaged under 40 yards per punt. I think it was 39.8 maybe, so just under 40 yards. But that's terrible. Like if you're in open field punting situations and you're not hitting it at least 50 yards on average, it's really bad. And, you know, he's not even hitting 40 yards. Really easy decision for them to cut him uh, at this point. And... Just because he's cut, I don't know that that necessarily means that Aaron Sipos is definitively the Eagles punter this season. Certainly it helps that the guy competing with him is gone. 
But I think he also has to worry about uh, the Eagles looking at the seven other teams in the NFL that are currently rostering two punters. I think they'll take a hard look at, you know, what, what each of those teams' punters have done during the preseason games. And if they look better than what Sipos has shown, then they could, you know, sign one of those guys or claim one of those guys off of waivers after final cuts. But uh, neither of these guys have been really good. They're at least Greedy Williams. No surprise to me on that one. Um, during the spring, I did a, I wouldn't call it a film breakdown necessarily, but I cut up. He only had nine targets against them last year. He didn't play all that much because he was behind Denzel Ward. I forget the other guy's name. Uh, went to Northwestern. I think he was a rookie last year. It doesn't matter, whatever. But he was behind uh, those two guys and uh, was only, like I said, only targeted nine times. And they were bad. So like, I cut up all the targets that he had last year, and he just did not play well last season. So I wasn't expecting much of him heading into camp, and I thought he actually underperformed relative to those low expectations. Just very clearly behind, you know, obviously the three starters in Slay, Bradbury, Avante Maddox, uh, but also way behind guys like Josh Job, like, I mean, even Zach McPherson before he got hurt. Uh, you know, Eli Ricks has shown a lot more than him, in my opinion. Um, I'm missing someone pretty obvious here, I think, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Gritty Williams, you know, not, not, not just had a kind of a brutal camp and, and, you know, he's gone now. They waived injured three guys, McPherson, uh, Tyree Cleveland, Noah Ellis. Those guys will go through waivers, like I mentioned, and, uh, nobody claims them. Spoiler, they won't, they'll revert back to the Eagles IR. Um, they signed five guys, three defensive tackles. None of these guys are going to make the team. Robert Cooper, Marvin Wilson, well, ugh, Big Marv, Marvin Wilson, and Caleb Sanders. They signed a couple linebackers, Tyreek Maddox-Williams and Quentin Bell. Those guys are just camp bodies uh, just to get them through practices because they have guys that are hurt. A lot of guys missed practice today after that, you know, after the carnage that they sort of suffered during that preseason game. Uh, Britain, my receivers, Britton Covey, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward, uh, Fletcher Cox, knee soreness, Nikai Gardner, ankle, uh, edge, a couple of edges in the Reddick, of course, has the thumb injury. Eagles were very clear to point out, by the way, on that thumb injury that he is very much expected to be ready to go for week one against the Patriots. Uh, Kyron Johnson had an appendectomy. Moro Jomo mispractice. Trey Sermon mispractice. I already mentioned that Nolan Smith mispractice. So there's 10 guys total. Longest injury report of camp by far. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Pretty much covered everything from the preseason game, from short practice today. I was actually a little surprised they were out in pads today after the injuries that they suffered on Thursday night. But it was a short practice, about an hour and 10 minutes. So not much to stay on that front. Um Another practice tomorrow, Sunday. It'll just be me talking by myself to you again, as Brandon's personal thing will carry over into Sunday. And then the Eagles have joy practices with the Colts on Tuesday. Uh, let's take a break here, and we'll come back with the Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors, MVP, LVP, and play of the day. Back after this. Back 
here. I didn't even figure out who my guys were going to be, so I'm kind of on the fly here. But I'll go MVP. Let's go Nicobe Dean because we'll also sort of account for the play that he made in the preseason game. And as noted earlier, he had the two plays in coverage that were nice today. So we'll give it to Nicobe Dean after sort of a – I don't think he's had a bad camp really. Uh, I just think it's been a camp where he hasn't stood out all that much. And, of course, he missed he missed three full practices, missed most of a fourth practice because he got hurt early in that one, and then was like a limited participant for a practice or two. So he missed a lot, a big chunk, big chunk of camp. And when he was practicing, like I said, just, there weren't any obvious splash plays. That doesn't mean he had a, he's had a bad camp, but I think uh, the lack of those big plays maybe – um, I think people may have had higher expectations for him heading into camp, but uh, has been showing some good stuff recently. So he's my MVP of camp today. Uh, LVP, hate to pick on Marcus Mariota as much as we have, but now you know what? Hmm, tough choice there between Mariota and the punters, but I'm going to go Mariota because. I mean, he was just that bad <laughs> during the preseason game and uh, threw another pick today in practice. So I think he's a pretty easy choice, actually, you know, with the, with, I mean, the accuracy is just, it's just not there. And then I already mentioned what I thought the play of the day was by Darius Slay, deflected the Jalen Hurts pass, stuck with it after it hit Devontae's hands, uh, toe tap along the sideline, just a really nice play. He's had a pretty good camp, by the way, Darius Slay, I think. There may be some concerns about the way he, he finished the 2022 season. He came out hot, of course, early on. Had the amazing game against Justin Jefferson and the Vikings. Uh, made some plays in the Dallas game. Uh, I think he had an interception in that game. A bunch of pass breakups in that game. And then, like, midway through the season to the end of the season, didn't really make a lot of big plays and actually gave up a bunch of them at the end of the season. So... Yeah, there's some with you know he's getting up there in age, some concerns. Maybe his play might be falling off, but I thought he's he's had pretty good camp so far. He and Bradbury, for that matter, both had pretty good camps. So you know, for a couple for an older cornerback tandem, obviously a very good cornerback tandem. I think you can feel about feel good about them uh, heading into the season. But uh, yeah, he had the play of the day today for sure. So uh, I think that's it. Again, I am. Jimmy Kemsky, you can follow me on Twitter or threads or Instagram or whatever at Jimmy Kemsky. You can follow Brandon Galton uh, at Brandon Galton. This episode was sponsored, of course, by Righteous Home Craft Jerky, Wrong Crowd Beer, and Kristen Roach of Roach Realtors. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, you can call her at 856 906 92 Nine five. I will pass on my thought of the day and just let you go here. Goodbye, everybody. B G N.